Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to the Elkshade Podcast with me, Dan the Fitness Man, your host, Welcome to season five. Here we go. This podcast is brought to you by discipline, delayed gratification, and being accountable to yourself. This podcast is about finding the high road, working hard every day, creating the best possible version of yourself. Our values are faith, family, fitness, finances, elk hunting, and career. Our guiding principles are authenticity, transparency, and out hustling the competition. Our podcast is brought to you by Buck Knives, Onyx Hunt, Vortex Optics, Wilderness Athlete, Black Rifle Coffee Company, Crispy USA, Matthews Archery, Kufaru International, and BlackOvis.com. Friends, welcome to the Oak Shade Podcast with me, Dan the Fitness Man. What's up today? We're sitting down with Dr. Brian Childs, this guy is definitely one of the owners of Baku e-bikes, but did you know his day job, he's an actual doctor when it comes to the nervous system? And we're going to dive in on that a little bit, and it's really uh, powerful stuff we're going to go over there. I'm going to share some personal stuff too. It's going to be pretty interesting, but great fun conversation. We're talking obviously about e-bikes as it pertains to elk hunting, as well as just elk hunting in general. Some business stuff in there, fun listen. Brian is a stud. The dude always stays on his grind, and I appreciate that. I respect that. Without further ado, this is Dr. Childs. You're listening to the Oak Shade Podcast. Good to go. So, Dr. Childs, how are you this morning? <laughs> I've been Brian a whole lot longer than I've been Dr. Childs, but I'm doing good. How you doing, Dan? I'm good, man. It's kind of raining here today, like this morning, and I'm stooped. I'm like stoked about it, man, because yesterday was like 92. What's going on in Utah? What's your weather like? Oh, dude, send us some of that rain. Yeah, we're like 103 today. I think we're 105 this week. Yeah, it's it's nuts, and 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 we don't have the water supply. We didn't have a good winter, so we're uh, we're rationing water. Uh, I think we're watering one day a week, and. And uh, yeah, it's kind of a little bit scary here. We're starting into fire season, so we need some of that rain. Yeah, what part of the Salt Lake area are, do you live in? Uh, I'm in Pleasant View, which is up near Ogden. Yeah. To, uh, yeah, 45 minutes north of Salt Lake. Yeah, I, I'm a huge fan of northern Salt Lake area just because like you, you can, when I drive down, it's like, not as much traffic. It's just get where you need to get. And then as soon as you go past Ogden, it's game over. Right, right. No, it definitely slows down. Weber County um, definitely slows down. You feel a little bit more like you're kind of in the country a little bit. I mean, it's it, it's moving this way. I mean, it's definitely coming this direction and we see it moving even further north. But 
Yeah, it's definitely slower pace up this direction. So are you a GP? So I'm, no, I'm a neurophysiologist. Um, I practice what's called electrodiagnostic medicine. Um, I diagnose conditions of the peripheral nervous system. So I don't do anything central nervous system related. I don't do anything stroke, MS, Parkinson's type stuff. Um, and I'm strictly diagnostic. So I, I don't treat, I just help figure things out when people are having nerve-like symptoms. They get referred to me. I diagnose things uh, such as uh, motor neuron diseases like Lou Gehrig's disease and different types of muscle diseases, myopathies, polyneuropathies, radiculopathy type stuff, and various entrapment neuropathies. Yeah, some, some stuff. Yeah, like motor neuron diseases and things that you just you just don't want to have. Yeah, like you said, Lou Gehrig's disease, and like it, that's a trigger for me just because one of my guys I used to train, dude, one of the best athletes I've ever trained in my life, and he was a white boy. His name was his name is Steve Gleason. A lot of people know about him, but I just remember being a young twenty-something year old, and he's a pretty chill dude. But he would come home in the off season. I remember, like, he kind of had to scratch and claw his way to the NFL, and. I remember being like, and I, maybe he did it out of the nice, like the goodness of his heart. But I was like, "Hey, I really want to train you on your, you know, your off seasons." And he gave me a shot. He gave me the shot, and I got to train him. And you know, years go on. Later, I think a lot of people remember Steve because Hurricane Katrina, the first game back in New Orleans, and he blocked that uh, punt or fi he blocked that field goal, and it just. To see a guy who's literally the most physically, f he's a specimen, a Greek god, yeah, get melted into a wheelchair and have to use, you know, technology to, to talk. Yeah. Like, when are we going to solve this thing, man? Honestly, you know, it's, uh, you can't, you can't solve, well, you can't fix it until you can figure out what's causing it. Right. Know what's causing the motor neuron cells to die. Uh, the motor neuron cells are the cells um, in the spinal cord that then your axons come from and then run to your throughout your body. And so the axons are what go to innervate your muscles. And then as you, you know, as you move and do things, the axons are firing as well. If the cell body dies, then the axon dies. And when the axon dies, then the muscle's not getting the input and then the muscle atrophies and you lose the muscle. So just like you said, um, you, you just waste away. And it starts typically with an extremity, the distal aspect of the extremity. Usually my patients will come in and, and, and a hallmark symptom of Lou Gehrig's is, is uh, painless weakness. So they come in and they're not complaining of any pain or numbness or tingling. They just say, man, I can't strum my guitar anymore. I can't, I can't grip, you know, I can't maybe squeeze the trigger on my, my, emergency brake in my car to push it down or I can't squeeze my whatever and, um, and or, or they come in and say I'm, I'm a runner and, and now I'm tripping over my feet and, and my I can't lift my foot up and, and that's always you know a huge red flag when that patient walks in my door um, but but they do and they just start to they start to notice uh, the weakness in in that particular extremity it's usually unilateral um, and then you, and then the next hallmark symptom is what we call a fasciculation. And a fasciculation is essentially a spontaneous firing of a motor unit. So those motor neurons or those uh, cells in your in your spine, as they start to die, they start to they they're kind of going through this process of like what's going on, and they just spontaneously fire. And so we get muscle twitches because then the axon fires, and then the muscles like oh I'm being innervated or I'm innervated by this axon that's firing, and so you get all these muscle twitches. And not to scare anybody out there because we all get muscle twitches, right? There's times when your eye your eye just twitches and you're like going God it's driving me nuts. That's that's normal, but when you couple a fasciculation or or a muscle spasm with weakness, then it's a huge red flag when you come to see somebody like me. Man, now on. By the way, guys, we're talking to Dr. Brian Childs of Baku. We will talk about e-bikes in a minute. In a minute, but I've had a lot of clients get MS, and we've tried to combat that in the, in the past with obviously. Like he, you said the word unilateral. So for those listening, like unilateral work is just working on one side, you know, single leg, single arm. And we've had a lot of success in like keeping those folks because I think it's the sheaths, 
start to deteriorate and then they lose that connectivity, the innervation. So a lot of like neuromuscular balance type stuff in the training protocols, but seen some great success with like MS, you know, clientele, but I just want the same thing to happen for like Lou Gehrig's folks, man. Cause I just, it's so personal watching Steve Gleason melt away, man. That's tough. I think you're doing the Lord's work then, man. That's cool. If you can catch some of that stuff, what do, what's the timeline on like people with Lou Gehrig's disease? Is it, I mean, is there any science behind like, well, you got, you got six months of decent living and then you're just going to kind of. Yeah, it, it's kind of like MS. I mean, as, as you probably noticed, sometimes you have a rapidly progressive condition um, where, where that myelin sheath is demyelinating very quickly and you notice somebody that goes downhill really quickly. And then you have others with MS that seem to have a much more slow progression and they seem like they can function longer and they can go for you know many, many years and have just a, a slight decrease in function. Similar with Lou, Lou Gehrig's, but, but um, more times than not, it is a fairly rapid progression. Most of the time with Lou Gehrig's, it's a within two to three years, certainly within five, these folks are usually gone. And what happens is it takes the skeletal muscles, it takes the extremities first. And then like you mentioned, what typically happens is it gets the respiratory muscles last. So these are folks that get, you know, put on a, a breathing apparatus, a ventilator or something like that. And, and, and it's just a matter of time, right? So most of the time, it's really family members that, that are just are holding on. And, and usually that individual is like, there's, there's not, there's not a cure all for this. So, um, the, the end is inevitable and, um, it's, it's usually three, th two to three years. And sometimes you'll get five once in a while you get somebody that goes longer, but most of the time it's, it's a few years. And so it really, early detection is is key right um and i'll tell you it's hard for me when i have a patient to come in and and i know within the first 10 to 15 minutes of my test and, and and dan there's times when i actually have to excuse myself from the room because i have to go regain my composure to go back there and carry out the test and not not show all of the emotion in my face and in my actions um and, and do a thorough test and then get the results to the to the referring physician so that we can then run other tests and we can, you know, it, it's, it's a pretty done deal after I see them, but we still like to do other tests and that also will help us to verify the findings of my, of my nerve testing. Um, and so, yeah, it's a tough one at, you know, I've, I've caught myself a number of times wanting to say, where's your life insurance at before we let this cat out of the bag is your family taken care of and where are you at? Um, of course, I can't do that because that would be fraudulent with these insurance companies, but it's going through my mind and hoping because more times than not, these are, these are guys are, you know, guys that are in their for early forties is very common. So they usually have a family. They're, they're right in the prime of their life. Um, their, their earnings are as high as, as probably they've ever been. And, um, and now they're being taken. Pretty heavy stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. How did you and Baku Dave end up colliding, if you will, to, to create this Baku thing? Because obviously your day job, your real job, I call it the Lord's work. That's probably came first, but this thing Baku has been kicking butt. And how did you and Dave come to an intersection? So Dave actually married my sister. Um, I have I have three sisters, uh, and two of them are twins. Uh, he married my one of the twins. Her name is Jamie, and uh, Dave and I have have just been great friends from right from the get go. Um, we're both avid outdoorsmen. We love to bow hunt, and um, and that's really kind of where Baku started. Is we. We were looking for a way to get further into the backcountry um, as a bow hunter. Um, you're trying to do that quietly. You're trying to do it scent free. Um, you're trying to save some energy so that you can put it in into your boots on climbing the mountain. And so we're trying to get further into areas and get away from people. And and um, and we found e-bikes and. Um, it really was a passion thing. It wasn't, we didn't build these to sell them. We didn't build them to create a company. We build them because we were looking for a tool that would allow us to be, uh, to be a better, to be better at what we were doing. And, um, dang, it just took off. Uh, 
yeah, it just took off. We we both at that point were were working full time. Uh, Dave Dave had a big excavation company. He was the owner and operator of an excavation company and and had been doing that twenty plus years. Um, at that time, this is about five years ago. I had seven clinics. Um, I was seeing patients across the Wasatch Front from Park City to Salt Lake to Ogden and was traveling a lot with that. We needed more to do, like we needed a hole in the head. This was just for fun, um, but it took off and Dave has since sold his excavation company. I have um, closed all of my clinics but one. I've hired a colleague who comes in and I see patients one day a week. Um, and and the, the idea behind that is just to maintain my licensure once I, once I stop seeing patients um, within a certain period of time, I would lose my contracts with various health insurance companies. And so um, I don't know how long I'll do that. Uh, Baku's consuming me and, and Dave. So it probably, uh, you know, at some point I'll probably cross that bridge where I, where I leave medicine because we just love what we're doing. Yeah. And that's a great story of basically uh, there's so much there. And I'm going to tackle that in a second. I want to back up. When I was in Utah doing the Elk Shape Camp in 20 this year, speaking of marriage, dude, you just you watched your daughter get married, right? Like uh, as a dad, and I have a precious eight-year-old, and um, I'm absolutely jello always around her. I don't think I've ever been mad at my daughter. It's impossible. Uh, how was that? Yeah, she's not a teenager yet. She's going to hate me soon. And I know that. So right now I'm soaking it up. But like, was that your first daughter you've married? I hadn't get married off. It was. Oh, dude. I've got two. So I've got one more. But yeah. Talk to me. Give me some advice. How to go, man. Oh, I'm telling you, it's brutal. Um, it is. It's tough to see your little girl um, leave the nest, so to speak. But um, it, it makes it a whole lot easier when the young man that she's marrying um, is a complete stud. Um, his name's Colton Manning, just a great kid. Um, he, he's just, uh, he fits so well in with our family, loves the outdoors. He's, uh, I love sports. He's, he's actually playing football at a local college here in Ogden at Weber State University. He's a linebacker and just an absolute study. Treats my daughter like, uh, he puts her on a pedestal, treats her like gold. And um, I couldn't ask for, for a better kid to to kind of take over. Did you cry the entire night or like at one moment? I think I cried many nights leading up to it and then certainly cried the night of it. Yeah. Yeah. You have that, you have that moment where you have, uh, the, the daddy daughter dance there and, um, yeah, game over once they start playing that song and you guys walk out on the floor. So, mm. um, but you know what? Every phase of life is good, and um, it's so fun to hang out with with Meg and with Colton, and to do stuff with them, and to see them succeeding in life and chasing goals and doing all the good things that they're doing. Um, so um, it was a great phase when she was eight, and it was great when she was sixteen, and it's great now that she's twenty-two. Mm, that's incredible. Yeah. So the origin story of Baku like, it, it fires me up because you're talking about something that's kind of like hey, we want to solve a problem for us. Hey, this problem we're solving can help a lot of other people. Hey, we're getting pretty good at solving this problem. How do I serve two masters? Well, which one do am I more passionate about? Because at the end of the day, this life is short and I like to wake up doing stuff I like. You know what I'm saying? So I feel you on that. So let's talk about how it works as far as getting the business off the ground while you're still practicing medicine, while Dave's still running a crew, multiple job locations, like, first off, do you just go, well, how are we going to build these and make these better? Where are we going to get the resources? And how are we going to make a profit? This podcast is brought to you by NUMA Outdoors out of Texas. NUMA has been awesome to Elk Shape. They've been very supportive. I love the rain gear. I think it's probably the quietest on the market. Huge fan of the Palisade Puffy Pursuit Pant, Pathfinder Pant. They have merino wool base layers as well as synthetics. Check out NUMA Outdoors. Discount code ElkShape20. Vortex Optics out of Wisconsin. This is a veteran-owned company. This is one of my favorite partners. Been working with them since 2010. Get yourself some Vortex Optics. 10 by 42s, maybe a 65, 85 millimeter spotter. Angled, in my opinion. Check out the rangefinder line. They got a Razor 4000, a Viper 3000. They have all the options. They work. They stand behind their products. VIP warranty. If you break it, they'll fix it. And they're just a great company. Discount code ELK10 at eurooptic.com. When you buy anything from Vortex, take 10% off. Also, Vortex Wear, Elk Shape will get you 20% off their awesome 
hunting clothing lineup. Discount code Elkshape will take 20% off Vortex wear. That is the clothing I wear when I'm scouting, going on date night, or working out. So check that out. Vortex Optics, great partner, one of the most amazing companies, and super proud to work with them. Check them out today. On X Hunt Elite Membership, 99 bucks, but when you enter the discount code Elkshape, it'll take 20% off, and you get the best, most reliable, been in the game the longest hunting app map, period. You're also going to get access to Hunting Pool, Top Rut, Hunt Reminder. And now, Yell Collective Onyx is a partner of mine. They also are the headline sponsor of Elkshape Camp Season 2023, Year 5, brought to you by Onyx. And we're even doing a mini camp for elite members only in Spokane, my hometown. Me and MFJJ are going to put that on. Become a member, come to that camp, or come to any camp. Trust me, download your maps ahead of time, e-scout from a desktop, and use Onyx. It's going to elevate your game. Buck Knives. Out of Post Falls, my neighbor, I drive there to have the factory resharpen my knives prior to every elk season. I use a skinny knife, that 113 is money. I also like a deboning knife. I'm not a scalpel guy. I think those are for poking holes in bear hides, quite honestly. So check out Buck Knives. They've been in business for 100 plus years. And if you want your knife sharpened, you can send them to the factory and they'll sharpen them and send them back to you. Buck Knives, all their products are made here in the US and they make things possible here at Elkshape. Matthews Archery, Sparta, Wisconsin, continuing to lead from the front with innovation and giving guys like me who aren't the best at archery, allowing us to be pretty darn confident in the field with their equipment. Right now I'm running the V3X29 as my main hunting rig and my backup is the V3X33. Super excited to put that thing to work this fall and I hope you get a chance to check one out soon. Go to a local dealer near you. MagView. This is where you can get rid of your lousy digiscoping case. I'm not going to say other brands, but y'all know what I'm talking about. Those big bulky cases, put them away. MagView, it's all magnets. Keep the phone you have in the case that you already have or put the magnet on the back of your phone and rock and roll. And you can digiscope. It's seamless. It also provides a lens cover for your spotter and you can even attach it to your binoculars and get some really crispy aero flight footage or that big buck or bull that you want to get footage of you can now do it in the field so check out MacView, and you can enter the discount code elkshape it'll save you a little bit of loot right right well chaos would describe how you get it off the ground because it is you're just you're running and you're trying to figure out how we're going to do this and um but but it all comes back to the passion for for the industry and for what we were doing for the product, but also for just uh, creating joy and excitement in people's lives. And um, so it comes back to that. I tell people all the time, as much as I love medicine and I've been practicing 16 years now, and I love helping people and diagnosing and figuring it out so that they can then have effective and efficient treatment. Um, every patient that comes through that door to see me in the clinic is having a crappy day. I mean, they're in some type of nerve pain or something neuromuscular is going on. But at the Baku headquarters, every customer that walks through that front door is filled with excitement and energy and, and a new leash on life and an adventure. And so that it's an infectious energy. It's, it's contagious and, and um, you want to be around it, right? I mean, you get that. I, I felt that when I'm at your elk shaped camps, you can feel that energy and that excitement. And these people are, they're, they're growing and they're learning and it makes them want more of it. And that's infectious. So yeah, we started off uh, in just a little 2000 square foot uh, hole in the wall. Um, and within a short period of time, we had three big 40 foot containers next to the 2000 square foot space because we didn't have room to keep everything. And, um, and we had signed a two year lease and, and dang, within six months, we're like, oh my gosh, we, we're, we're, we got to get out of here. And so within a year, we went to the landlord and said, hey, we got to move. We're, we're just, we're bursting at the seams here. And so we, we, uh, we moved into a 5,500 square foot space. He was able to find another tenant. And within six months, when we got into that 5,500 square feet, we thought we'd arrived. We were like, oh my gosh, there's so much room here. And within six months, Dan, we were bursting at the seams again. So we moved one year later um, into our current space, uh, which is 30,000 30, square feet. And, um, and I'll be danged if we're not if we're not chuck full there. So um, it's just been a mad progression and um, it's been exciting. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's happened fast. Uh, I met your son at a trade show probably five years ago. Yeah. I, man, honestly, I've seen 
other brands. I don't like mention other brands, but I've, I've seen other e-bikes out there or whatever. And they looked kind of cheesy to me. And, and as, as a Western, Western guy, guy like, like yourself, yeah, it just wasn't made for what we do. And then right. along comes this and I'm like, well, wait a second. Cause I mountain bike, I, you know, I, I saw the components. I was like, this could work. And then I kind of slowly got to know you guys and it's yeah. been incredible to watch your growth. Uh, did you guys buy this building, build this building yourself? No, we kind of learned um, that um, that would have been a mistake because we've grown so quickly. We thought the 5,500, 5,500 square foot space was big enough. And that was going to take us for years to come. And six months later, we'd outgrown it. So at, when we went from 2000 to 5,500, we were looking to build at that point. And we probably would have built something in the 10 to 12,000 square foot. Yep. And then where would we be today, right? So, so when we found this one at close to 30,000 square feet, we there again, we were thinking, should we build? And we and we said, no, we don't know where we're gonna be in a year from now, two years from now. So let's, let's lease this space and let's see where it goes. Yeah, I like your location. You guys, if you ever drive through Salt Lake, I mean, a lot of us who live in my neck of the woods, we have to go through Salt Lake to get to New Mexico, Arizona, Southern Colorado, like I always go through Salt Lake. It's a hub for me living in Spokane and I love it when I'm driving by and I can see the front. I love what Dave did with the excavation. He's made it like a really cool demo area that that you can see the demo area as you drive by. Yeah. Really cool to see that happen. Well, that's all exciting. Let's talk about some of the crap that you've had to deal with because that's part of being a business owner is solving these problems that help you solve the main problem. Let's start with backlash because I've felt it. People think, you know, I'm down the fitness man, elk shape. Why are you promoting an e-bike? And at the end of the day, Brian, I just want to kill more elk. And every year the slate gets wiped clean. And I found the e-bike to not only help me with elk hunting, but spring bear probably shines the most honestly on spring bear because spring bear hunting in logging country is epic. And then obviously in whitetail hunting, I started whitetail hunting in the advantages of getting in and getting out quietly undetected, managing your scent, and as well as checking trail cameras for mountain bucks. I mean, the list goes on and on. It's all sounds great. But the first things first is let's talk to you haters out there who are like, e-bikes are dumb. E-bikes are cheating. And I agree. They are. They're not. It's not fair. But life is not fair. Right, right. Yeah, no, I, I get it, uh, Dan. You know, um, before we started Baku, um, I, I competed in triathlons um, and and I did Ironman events. And um, and and so I, I love to push myself. As a matter of fact, in our family, you know, we've got two boys and two girls and my wife, Terry. Uh, one of our favorite um, acronyms is uh, TGNS. The grind never stops because we love to grind. We love to we love to work hard. We're passionate about work. We're passionate about play. We're passionate about life, and so we're always saying, "Hey, TGNS." Well, you know, when you start throwing an e-bike in, people out there might think, "Oh, well, that's cheating," or "That's you know, taking the easy way out." And and I love I love a, a workout too. I like to feel the blood in my lungs burning when I'm climbing a hill when I'm cycling. But this is a it's a tool. It's it's actually just like the rest of your tools that you use when you're hunting. It's it's something that that allows you to be better at your craft. It allows you to to hunt differently than maybe you would otherwise. Um, and so for those that haven't tried an e-bike, um, you know, may, maybe maybe it is for you and maybe it's not for you. It's not right for every application. You just you just hit on it. It's it's you found great success with bear hunting and I found great success with my elk hunting. But there, there's a few things that have to happen. Number one, you have to have the terrain that you can use an e-bike in, right? If you're in an area where there's tons of deadfall, um, an e-bike just isn't isn't something that's actually going to help you at all. But if if you're in an area where you can use an e-bike, old logging roads or single track trails, things like that, that you're able to ride a regular pedal bicycle, um, then an e-bike is just it, it'll be one of the best tools in your in your toolkit. Um, so yeah, it, it, the other thing the other thing that's great about e-bikes is not everybody 
not everybody competes in Ironman events, right? There's there's other people out there that maybe have a disability. There's other people out there that maybe have something health-wise um, that keeps them from being able to get into the backcountry. But they're still passionate about hunting. They still want to experience that high that you and I do on the mountain and being out there amongst nature in, in God's country. And so this allows those people to also be able to experience that maybe they did at a younger age and now they just can't so it allows people to be able to do things and another thing that i've learned um in the last couple of years is there's some states that have opened up areas to e-bikes because of safety and that was something we'd never considered before well if you've got a densely populated area like pennsylvania for example and all of these hunters are hunting within a one to two mile square radius. How many guns do you have going off in these tight areas? Whereas e-bikes are now allowing them to spread out more. And so it, it actually, lawmakers in certain areas are saying, hey, let's do this for safety reasons, not only for allowing more access to people that maybe um, can't get back to a certain area, but now they can. Yeah, I like that. and. These e-bikes, man, like I have a dirt bike, a four-wheeler, an e-bike. It's kind of like my triple threat. Right. I like riding my e-bike in areas where I'm discovering I used to zip by on a dirt bike to get to where I thought I needed to get going. But when I've taken my e-bike, I, I haven't gotten there because I haven't disturbed so much. I'm, I'm finding that there was out closer than I thought. And then I'm also... And huge, I'm I'm probably making this too popular, and I'm not trying to sound like uh, I I didn't invent this, but night bugling has changed my life. I, I like locating elk at night. They seem to to speak to me and let me know where they're at. And I used to do it from a truck, then I started doing it from a dirt bike. And darn it, Brian, you have to turn the machine off, let it cool down, let it be quiet for five ten minutes, and then do your elk calls. On an e-bike, I'm almost like pedaling. Stop for a second just so I can pitch the bugle, listen, and it saves me more time. It's and it it's very I don't know. Nighttime bugling is the probably the most important part of my game, and e-bikes have really helped that. Absolutely, yeah. No, it's crazy. I mean, that's how that's how I elk hunt, Dan. Um, I do the same thing at night, but I also when I'm hunting during the day, I, I'll ride a trail and I'll I'll, I'll straddle the bike pull my bugle out, throw a bugle up the hill. If I get a response, set my bike down and I head up the hill. If I don't, I move another 50 to 100 yards. And it's amazing when you're doing that quietly and scent free, you're not putting your boots on the ground. Those animals actually, um, they actually think maybe you're moving through the trees and it's a herd moving through the trees. It, it really it, it really gives you an advantage. Yeah. What do you think as far as e-bikes go? Like, what's your crystal ball? Because it seems like for example, seems like the BLM finally kind of stepped up a couple of years ago was like, yo, those are fine. Those are good to go. Whereas National Forest seems like it's very nuancy. A lot of them consider them motorized vehicles. A lot of them don't. I can tell you this much. I have personally lectured, hopefully not any of my listeners, but I've lectured adult men in Idaho who were on a Baku e-bike where they weren't supposed to. And it went something kind of like this. Hey, guys, I personally know the guys at Baku. I have one. I believe in it. But you right now are breaking the law. And you're going to get these things taken away from all of us. Get your ass on that bike and get back down to that gate and go check your regs. Is that a jerk thing? No, I'm just trying to protect us. Um, so what do you think? What's your crystal ball with the use, growing acceptance? What's your vibe? We're, we're noticing more access. We're more noticing that lawmakers are, are, the rules are softening. They're allowing more access because they're realizing that um, these are just a tool. They're, they're not causing um, any more impact to the trails than a regular bicycle would. And there's classifications. Maybe we can just touch on classifications really quick here too, Dan. Absolutely. Classifications for e-bikes. There's class one through class four. A class one e-bike is generally recognized and accepted as non-motorized. And in order to be a class one e-bike, it has to be 750 watts or less. It 
the motor can't assist you beyond 20 miles per hour. So you can go faster than 20, but the motor just cuts off and doesn't give you anything more than 20 and it cannot have a throttle. So it has to be pedal assist only. And so I, I'm with you. I have, I have a dirt bike. I have a Honda CRF 250X. I have a, I have a, uh, a Honda Pioneer side by side. Um, and I hunt and I use those tools as well. Um, as a matter of fact, I put my, I put a, a co-op bike rack on the back of my Honda Pioneer. I get back to a certain area. I pull my bike off and then I go further back in. And so I use them as well. But the thing about e-bikes is they don't cause any more impact to the environment of the trail than a regular pedal bicycle. And it allows you to just be able to move quietly. It, it doesn't, it doesn't impact the animals like motorcycles and side-by-sides do. Um, and, and lawmakers are realizing that in time. Now, e-bikes are so new in the U.S. If you go to Europe, you're going to find, and, and Asia, you're going to find that um, they sell 99 e-bikes to one pedal bicycle. In the U.S., it's just the opposite, but it's coming. So when you talk about the crystal ball, it's coming because there's so many applications. It's allowing people to get out and enjoy the outdoors and do things that maybe they couldn't have. And it's helping guys like you and I who are maybe riding dirt bikes or or side by sides now we're leaving those back at camp more and we're riding our our e-bikes which is having less impact on the environment and so lawmakers are starting to recognize that and they're also there's e-bike e-bikers are having a bigger voice you know five six seven years ago the cycling purists had a big voice and the e-bikers were very small and so they were you know they were saying well that's that's a motorcycle it's not a that's not a bicycle and and there wasn't anybody really to kind of stand up and say well let, let's stop and, and think about it here let's let's put them in a classification is a 750 watt motor um, which is the equivalent of one horsepower is that really any different than you allowing a horse to come up this trail and the damage that they do on the trail um than you know than an e-bike so i think you know crystal ball i i think we're going to continue to see more and more access down the road yeah there's a epic mountain biking right by my house like two miles away and they just had a big mountain bike fest and my buddy across the street went to take his girlfriend to this huge thing lots of vendors because he wanted her to demo some mountain bikes and he told me like the majority of the vendors were e-bikes and that's all they were demoing at a mountain bike festival thing and i was like hmm this is cool so people are starting to catch on and and i like um like there's a really cool place to mountain bike in idaho i recommend everyone do it it's called the hiawatha trail and they allow e-bikes but to a specific class so let's talk about first and foremost let's say you got yourself a baku e-bike let's say you want to tweak the classification so that you're legal talk us through that yeah so um we build our bikes so that they can meet various classifications. So when you get your your Baku e-bike, um, you can actually program it right through the display to meet class one, class two, or class three classifications for an e-bike. Um, and we do that with every one of our bikes because we want our we want our customers to have access to these areas that are class one. But if they're in an area where they can use a class two or class three, we want them to have the ability to do that as well. Number one, we want people to do exactly what you mentioned. We want people to follow local um, regulations. We want them to follow what their state and national regulations are for, for a particular area. That's what's best for all of us. Um, there, there's no benefit in people going rogue and doing their own thing. And, and it just hurts all of us. So, um, so we build our bikes uh, so that you can meet any one of the three classifications. The next classification, class two, is the exact same as class one, except for you can have a throttle. And then class three is the same as class one, except for no throttle, but you can go up to 28 miles per hour. So essentially, right through our display, you can, you can go into the back of the display, you can set the speed limiter so that it won't assist you beyond 20 miles per hour. Um, our throttles come easily detachable, so you can unplug them and you can remove them. Um, and then you can program your motor to be a 750 watt motor, or you can program it all the way up to be a 1500 watt motor on a few of our bikes. So it allows you to meet those classifications and allows you to, to meet the local regulations for the trails that you're riding. 
Wilderness Athlete discount code ElkShape2022 takes 30% off your first purchase. Get a bundle of Hydrate, Recover, Energy, and Focus. The greens, you got to have those greens. You're not eating enough vegetables unless you're eating 10 salads a day. Backfill with a good multivitamin, some fish oil. Check out their entire lineup of meal replacements, protein powders, all in the name of Better Elk Hunting. This is not a marketing company. This is an actual supplement company. Quality brand. I've been with them since 2006. Great company. I stand behind them. I want you to as well. Spy Point's got that new Flex Trail Camera, man. Dual SIM. You can get transmissions regardless of the cell phone provider in your area. If it's AT&T or Verizon Tower, doesn't matter. It's going to send it to you. And the transmission plans are just that. It's all included. You don't have to have a cell phone or a monthly fee. You just download the Spy Point app and start getting your images. They also have a bunch of affordable trail cameras that are not cellular. So where legal, utilize the app, pair it with their trail cameras, and you are good to go. I love trail cameras. They give me all the little information I'm looking for on animal behavior, animal densities, inventory on big bucks, big bulls, how many predators are in the area, and hopefully some sort of pattern that I can take advantage of as a bow hunter. Check out Spy Point today. Safari International. I'm a hoodlum through and through kind of guy for elk season, but I do have the hellbender. Love that for throwing trail cameras in or packing out elk. I keep the hellbender at the truck for when I hopefully I get a big bull down. I can go pack it out with that. I can pack and will pack an elk out with the hoodlum. They also have an awesome lineup. The checkpoint bag is my laptop bag where I put all my camera gear when I travel. And they also have stuff for you whitetail guys like the Shape Charge. Check out Kafaro International. They're a huge partner of Elk Shapes and they've supported us for several years and I still think they make the best frame in the entire universe. Crispy boots, crispy hunting, crispy USA. Everything starts from the ground up. So pair your crispies with some sheep feet. I have a discount code ELKSHAPE. Take 10% off sheep feet. Crispy boots, buy them at Black Ovis or anything else. Discount code ELKSHAPE takes 10% off. I am rocking the Laponia 2 and the New Colorados, and those are my one-two punch for elk hunting. Vacu e-bikes, made for hunters by hunters. Discount code ELKSHAPE takes $300 off your first bike. Take that money and buy yourself a backup battery or a trailer so you can haul that precious elk meat out. Vacu e-bikes out of Utah. Black Rifle Coffee Company. Coffee is life. I'm drinking coffee right now as I record this. Elk Shape is the discount code 15% off the coffee club of the month. So you pick which coffee arrives to your doorstep and you decide how much coffee arrives to your doorstep. And you can also use that discount code if you want to pick up some BRCC swag, a coffee mug, or bags of coffee for presents, whatever. It's a one-time use. Discount code Elk Shape 15%. Smokewood. Fatty meat sticks. We are adding these to our arsenal of elk hunting. This is the most delicious meat stick in the entire world. My buddy Ryan, he founded under armor with the boys back in the day he started this company he wanted to make something that was sourced locally so grass-fed beef raised without antibiotics no sugar gluten-free no nitrates added no msg added like super clean pure protein i usually pack three or four sticks in my hunting pack it's 20 grams per it tastes awesome it's sweetwood smokehouse fatty check out the 3.0s that's what we're rocking link in the show notes will get you a discount 10 percent off your online purchase okay so there's other e-bike manufacturers out there in the hunting space what's what separates you guys from them? Attention to detail. And I think it starts even with, um, with what I said earlier on. Um, these are, we're hunters. These bikes were built for hunters by hunters. We use them. Um, we, we put them through the, through the, the, the ringer when we're out in the, in the field. We, we test them and beat them up so that when people buy them, they're going to be reliable. They're going to do what they want them to do. Um, we build our bikes. We don't have a mid-range bike. We build our bikes. Um, we're, a, you know, we, we recognize that, that they're not cheap. They're, they're, um, they're a high ticket item, but they will, they will change the way you hunt um when when you plan your hunts around uh, an e-bike so we build them with with high-end components we build um, build them with motors that are capable of climbing and pulling and and carrying um our our mule has been our flagship bike from the get-go it's been the number one selling hunting bike in the u.s for almost four years now um, it's built around Bafang's ultra mid-drive motor um, this motor um, creates 160 newton meters of torque. Um, just to put that into perspective, there's some compact cars, small compact cars out there that don't create 160 newton meters of torque. So this bike can climb, it can pull, and it can carry. Uh, we've set the the limit right around 300 pounds. Would it carry somebody heavier? Yes, it would, but it's just gonna have more wear and tear on components of the bike. And so we've set it at 300 pounds. It'll pull a 200 pound trailer behind you. Um, we build our bikes with, with suspension that will um, that is adjustable. It's, uh, it's not a spring loaded suspension, it's air suspension. So that if you've got somebody that weighs 170 pounds or you got somebody that weighs 270 pounds, they can adjust the suspension in their bike to meet their their riding style and and the areas that they're riding in um so i so at the end of the day it, it's attention to detail 
and um, and also customer service. There's always going to be, you know, with any product, there's going to be a time when you're going to have to call and say, hey, I need to replace this or, or I've, you know, I've got 2000 miles on my bike. What do I do for for this? And and um, we've got people to pick up a phone and um, you can chat with us. You can call us. And, uh, and, and it's important, we're all consumers. We wanna take care of people. Um, they invest a lot in our product and we wanna make sure they're taken care of. Yeah, absolutely. No, I've had a couple things I've needed swapped out or whatever. Uh, by the way, I'm really hard on stuff, ask my wife. Uh, and it's been good to go. So speaking of like Murphy's Law and you, you've, got, you've invested in this e-bike, does it come with a repair kit? If doesn't, what, what does that look like so that you aren't stuck on the side of a mountain once you get 20 miles deep. Yeah, great point. Um, you definitely want to carry um, a few tools and a few things that maybe, you know, you might consider the Achilles or something that would actually take you, take your bike out of the game if you had a problem with it. So we sell a trail side repair kit. Um, we sell pannier bags. You can, it, the, the trail side repair kit does not come with a bike. It's an accessory, but I think we sell them for 69 bucks. In that trail side repair kit comes a telescoping pump so that if you get a flat, you've got a telescoping pump that you can pump up your tire with. Comes with a, um, a repair kit uh, or a, um, a tube repair kit. So you can scuff up the tube and you can, you can, um, repair any punctures that you might have in the tube. It comes with some extra links. So if you snapped a chain, you can you can fix your chain. Comes with a chain tool so that you can pull the chain apart and, and put a new link in it. Comes with a master link if you need that. Comes with a couple of uh, tire wrenches so that you can get in and change a tire or a tube. I'm trying to think of what else it comes with. But it comes with it, with all of the things that you would need if you're out on the, on the whether it's little wrenches or um, a multi-tool, all of the things that you would need to pull off a, pull off a wheel to, to change out something. Um, it's all right there in your trailside repair kit. I also think it's a good idea to carry an extra tube. Yes. You know, throw an extra tube in your pannier bag. You can shove that thing down at the bottom of your pannier bag with your trail side repair kit. You'll forget that it's there. They weigh next to nothing. And um, and then it's there when you need it. Yeah. And two is one for me. Um, an extra battery to me is like, I always say this on my advertisements for you guys, but I'm like, dude, use my discount code and take that money and buy at least one extra battery. And here's why. You just you never know how deep you really want to go. So let's talk about battery life. Let's do some let's do some real numbers. Fully kitted up. You're going elk hunting. You're not pedaling, assisting. You're going to use the throttle on anything that's stupid steep. But then when it's pretty gradual, you're going to want to back her down and get some pedal assist. Um, maybe on the downhills, you're not pedaling at all. Like, but you, everyone knows elk country varies from location to location. But how far? can you really go? Is there a way to quantify? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of variables as you would know to that, right? It's kind of like a truck. Um, you know, I, I drive a GMC Duramax and, and I get about 17 miles to the gallon when I'm not towing anything and there's nothing in the bed of my truck. But as soon as I throw my toy hauler on the back, all of a sudden I'm getting eight miles to the gallon. Same thing with your bike. Um, if it's carrying somebody like me at 170 pounds and I'm all geared up and maybe I'm 185 pounds or 190 pounds, um, I get really close to two miles per amp hour. So the thing to know about batteries, and, and this is really important, when people, one of the most common questions we get um, when we're at a show or somebody comes up and talks to us is, uh, like you mentioned, what makes us different? Well, and, and why would I buy Baku over somebody else? And I always tell people there's two things that are critical in an e-bike. And it's essentially what makes it an e-bike. It's the motor and the battery. It's just like buying a vehicle. You know, you can buy a Duramax pickup um, and tow and pull and do all the things that you do with your power stroke or your Cummins. Or you can buy a Toyota Tacoma, which is a gas engine, great truck, just a different application. You're not going to pull a toy hauler with your with your Toyota Tacoma. Same thing with an e-bike. There's certain motors that are built more for pulling and carrying and towing. Like I said, our ultra motors create 160 newton meters of torque. So they're built to pull and to carry. Whereas if you went and bought another e-bike, even a specialized or a Trek or a name brand bike, those bikes create between 60 and 80 newton meters of torque. They're awesome. They're great for riding trails. But 
but they're not pulling and, and carrying the weight that we do with our bikes. The next thing is the battery. Your battery is your gas tank. So like you were just saying, the bigger your battery, the further you're gonna be able to go. And we carry the biggest batteries on the market. We carry a 25 amp hour battery. So for somebody my size, like I said, at 170 pounds geared up, I'm getting two miles per amp hour roughly when I'm hunting. So that's uphill, downhill, flat ground. Um, I'm being a little battery conscientious because I'm, I'm recognizing that when I'm on flatter ground, I'm in a pedal cyst, maybe one or two. When I'm climbing the hill, I don't want to sweat. So I might hit that throttle or I might be on pedal assist five. So it shoots me up the hill. Um, but I get about two miles per amp hour. So I get close to 50 miles on a 25 amp hour battery, but you put a guy on there that weighs 270. Okay, well now he's pulling that toy hauler behind him. He's a bigger guy, he's carrying more weight, or you're carrying a 200 pound trailer behind you. You're gonna decrease that, that um, distance that you're gonna get on that 25 amp hour battery. So great advice that you're giving. Um, you know, guys will call us all the time and say, should I buy one of your solar panels so I can charge my battery because I'm in the back country for a full week? That's a great option, but another option is have two batteries, um, you know, because how often when when you're hunting, Dan, do we really ride 50 miles um, more times than not? I'm not I, I'm typically riding, you know, four, six, seven miles back into an area and then I hunt the area and then I ride four to six miles back out. And so I can get multiple days on that one battery. And if I've got two batteries, man, I'm, I'm 100 plus miles and I'm not riding that far during a week long hunt. Yeah. And honestly, the, the e-bike's a little more fun for me to bring on these out of state trips for me. You know, I'm always trying to figure out how to not bring a utility trailer, quite honestly, just for gas mileage. And just honestly, the simple is good, but I've rigged up stuff in the past. Like, like you, I did some custom fabrication. My buddy did, and we built a nice little basically hitch for like hitch rack for my e-bike to go in the back of my four-wheeler so four-wheeler can go around gates legally i take it as far as i want i find a really cool abandoned logging road out comes the e-bike and now i'm in stealth mode with the wind in my face animals are in trouble right and it's a game changer but that's yeah i wanted to like the main things i wanted to do today was to like pin you down to what makes you guys cream rice at the top also what are some realistic expectations for the e-bike? Can it replace a four-wheeler, an ATV, a dirt bike? I don't think it can, but I think it can depending on the application, and it's such a good tool. When you guys look at your product development future, do you have anything you want to share? <laughs> well, um, you know, we're not trying to replace four wheelers and we're not trying to replace motorcycles. They have a place and we get people all the time that say, Oh my gosh, $5,000, $6,000 for one of your e-bikes. I could buy a motorcycle for that. And I, and, and we get it. Yeah. But there are different applications. Exactly what you said. If you want to go motorcycle, go motorcycle. But if you, if you want to go stealth mode, exactly like you said, and you want to get somewhere quietly scent free and you want to do it quickly and you want to conserve energy, then you, then you take an e-bike. That's right. We are, we are, um, we've been working on for a couple of years now, um, Baku Moto. Uh, so we are coming out with an electric motorcycle. Um, we're in the testing phase of them. We have been for, like I say, the last year and a half, and we've gone through a couple of generations of them. We've ordered our first first shipment of them. We've got several people out using them right now. So we're kind of in that next phase of R&D where we've uh, kind of given a, a decent discount on the bikes and said, hey, go out, beat these up, come back to us, tell us what we need to, to, to change here and how can we improve this. So we are migrating a little bit into that, that uh, electric motorcycle world a little bit. Um, but with regards to just electric bikes, we, we, um, our, our whole goal at Baku is to build a product that withstands the demands that hunters put on things. Guys like Dan Statton that go out and are beating them up, that are, you know, using them to the, to, you know, on a scale of one to 10 that are using them at an 11. And we want them to, we want them to perform and we want them to be rugged and, and we don't want you to have problems out there. So our goal is always to take, what are we hearing from our consumers that what, what's maybe the, the problem that they're having? Let's fix that. Okay. What's the next problem? Let's fix that. 
And uh, that's that's really our goal. Milkshape Camps 2023. Whether you are a brand new elk hunter, a seasoned veteran, or somebody in between who's maybe intermediate, you've had some success, but quite not the consistent success, consider coming to an Elk Shape Camp in 2023. Five locations, four three-day camps, one two-day camp. I'll break it down. Phoenix, Arizona, January 20th to the 22nd. We'll actually be at Wilderness Athlete HQ. My entire squad will be there. Stonewall, Texas, March 3rd through the 5th. That's outside of Austin. That's going to be a phenomenal camp. We did it last year. That's one of the best facilities we've ever had. It's the basically the NUMA owner lets us invade their ranch. It's a great experience for everyone. Speaking of ranches, Julian Ranch, just outside of San Diego, California, March 31st through April 2nd. Then back to Vortex Edge in Barnville, Wisconsin, April 14th through the 16th. And last but not least, we're going to do an exclusive elite member only from Onyx two-day minicamp in Green Acres, Washington. MFJJ, myself, and the boys, June 17th through the 18th. Pre-sale starts August 1st. Lock in your rate, get set up for camp, and set yourself up for future success. I hope you plan on elk hunting for the rest of your life. I know I certainly do early bird starts 9 1 september 1st regular registration starts november 1st and for you slow pokes late registration starts january 1st 2023 all our camps involve you getting exposed at what you're weak at and getting a blueprint for how to mitigate that and make it a straight whether it's your calling it's your fitness it's your nutrition it's your shot execution it's your shot process it's your equipment it's your tuning it's your e-scouting it's your tactics whatever it might be we're going to figure out a blueprint for you whatever's getting in the way of you finding success we're going to help you crush smash that learning curve and produce consistent success year in and year out. I hope to meet you and your friends at Oak Shape Camp. Yeah, and a lot of companies don't do that. They skip the self R&D and they, and they like, oh, we'll have our customers test it out. I'm not going to name companies, but I found a couple archery companies that have done that. And I'm like, man, y'all need to wait another year to before you bring it to market. You shouldn't have your consumers basically do your R&D. So you're doing it proper. I like that. And I do, I, I have been on one of your prototypes it was pretty mind-blowing. And so the moto side of things is really what I'm excited about because, you know, I've I've always used a motorcycle to my advantage of elk hunting. I've literally zipped by poor suckers who were walking and I'm legally riding a dirt bike right by them. Maybe they don't have a dirt bike. Maybe they don't, they're not good enough to ride that trail. There's a lot of instances where I would understand that. And I'm not some world-class motorcyclist, but man, my elk hunting passion has turned me into a pretty decent rider just out of necessary to get to the elk in the dark with your bow on your back, which there's nowhere to really put a bow when you ride a motorcycle. And so that's kind of where I wanted to end. Where do you put your bow? Do you always pack a trailer? Let's kind of finish on best practices with a bow hunter in mind because we are both through and through bow hunters. No, I, 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 I like you. I don't put my bow on my bike. I, I want it on me. Um, so I put it on my pack. I strap it down to the back of my pack. Um, I do that because I ride like you do in some areas that are tight. Um, and as much as I ride, I'm susceptible to, to going down as well. And if my bike goes down, I don't want my weapon going down with my bike. I want it on me. Um, when it's on my back, I feel like I can protect it more if for some reason I tip over somewhere. And I try to ride, you know, even though it's an e-bike, I'm still only riding 10 to 12 miles per hour. It's not like I'm flying up and down trails, but things happen and, and you hit a rock and it throws you off. Um, I, I put my bow on my back. Yeah. And trailers, you guys have options. What's the best trailer for the elk hunter in mind? Um, you know, it's going to depend on, it's going to depend where you hunt and kind of the roads that you're hunting on. If you're hunting on old logging roads, um, I would, I would bet that 80% of the time I'm hunting on my e-bike, I'm using it on a motorized trail. Um, even even in the areas that I'm allowed to ride my e-bike in on non-motorized trails as a class one e-bike, I, I, I spend most of my time on a motorized trail. It's all about being stealth. And so um, if you're riding on a on a, a wide road, then we have two trailers, our, our folding cargo trailer and our folding deer trailer that are dual wheel trailers. They carry more weight because they're double wheels. The, the folding cargo trailer is more of a utility style trailer. It comes with a heavy duty canvas liner and a canvas top. You can put your stuff inside, keep it out of the elements. You can throw you know, a couple of quarters of elk in there and pack it out when you need to. Our folding deer trailer is phenomenal because it's really lightweight. Um, it's adjustable, it lays out flat or it, fits, it sits up 
um, upright. You can actually carry a passenger on it because you can turn it into a chariot, so to speak. Um, but it's really nice because it you can turn it into a hand cart. You can disconnect it from the bike. You can hike it up the hill, load your game on it, walk it back down, hook it up to the bike. So that's a great option. And then we have our single wheel trailers. For those guys that are hunting the single track trails and they're not on a wide trail that they can take a two wheel trailer on, then your only option if you're going to take a trailer is the single wheel trailer. And it tracks right behind the bike. It's no wider than the rider is when you're pedaling. And so it stays right behind you, pivots up and down and side to side and is a great option when you're on the single track stuff. You guys nailed it. You, you've solved a lot of problems. The e-bike is such an important part of my arsenal. You're getting me fired up for elk season, man. Really proud of you guys. Honored to work with you. This is this is the coolest podcast because we kind of covered a little bit of e-biking, some, some health stuff. Yeah, man, I think it's just one of those deals where it inspires people to pursue their passion and that's what I'm passionate about. I want people waking up excited to be where they are in life, doing what they're doing, and following their hierarchy of priorities. And let's end with that. Like, if you had to give us your top five, like, this is your this is your go-to, your priorities in life, what are your top five and in order, if you can? Well, in order is my faith. Um, we are a, a, a family of faith. Um, we're, we are Christians and, um, and believe, uh, treat others like you would want to be treated. And so that's number one. Um, number two is family. Um, you know, at, at the end of this journey of life that we're all on, um, it's going to be about relationships and the relationships that you had with your family and those in your circle of life. So uh, families, family second uh, for me. Third is, is people in my circle, people that are out there um, uh, treating people like I would want to be treated because I know in this life, the greatest satisfaction comes from relationships with people. Um, and, and we've, that, that's been one of the great blessings of this business is we've met people like you. Um, we've met people out there that inspire us, that drive us, that, um, that make us better, make us want to be better. And, um, and that's really, that's what this whole thing is about. That's what this whole journey is about, is about relationships and people. And it will, it will enhance and enrich your life in the next life as well. So um, that that's all we get to take with us. We don't get to take our e-bike. We don't get to take our bow as much as we want to. There better be there better be bows on the other side. But but we don't get to take that with us. But what we do get to take is we get to take our relationships with people. And so that that's next. Um, and then after after that is my passions. My passions of of the outdoors hunting and being in the outdoors, spending that with family and friends um, and just being part of that. And then, um, you know, fifth is probably probably more career oriented, goal oriented, feeling like I'm progressing and achieving things in life. It's not about, you know, being on top of the mountain. It's about climbing it. Um, I like you, uh, TGNS, right? I, I love to grind. I love to, I love to challenge. I love to see what, what I can do next. Yeah, that's my ad lib top five, Dan. You nailed it. Hit it out of the park. I got so much respect for you. Guys, this is Dr. Brian Child. This is one of the founders of Baku, and he's just like you and me, passionate about elk hunting. If you guys want to learn more, head to their website. I'll leave a link in the show notes. I do have a discount code if you want. Use it. If you don't, that's fine too. But just honestly, we appreciate your guys' support. You have a lot of options when it comes to podcasts. Thanks for choosing ours. We'll catch you on the next one. Awesome, friends. Thank you again, Doc, for coming on. That was awesome. Speaking of discount codes, I do have a discount code, Elkshape, that takes $300 off a Baku e-bike. So if that's something that's on your radar, save yourself $300. I would encourage you to use that savings to buy an extra battery. I like two. Two is one. And possibly look at their trailers. They have a couple different kinds. My dream is to pack an elk out with my trailer. I always bring it with me in all my elk hunts. So discount code Elkshape20 takes 20% off Numa Outdoors. Check out the Pathfinder pants. A lot of people ask me what pants I was wearing at TAC. That's what I was wearing. I'm going to hunt in those quite a bit. As well as the Pursuit pants. Got those built-in knee pads and it's not too hot for elk season. It's actually the perfect pant for elk season, in my opinion. Vortex wear, discount code ELKSHAPE, 20% off. Speaking of Vortex, here's your tip of the month with September right around the corner. One thing I like to do is I set up a spike camp bag. 
So I have a Kufaru camp bag, and in that bag is a sleep system, a water filtration system, and enough food for five days. And so when I come to an area where I know it doesn't pan out, the, the numbers don't lie, it doesn't make sense to do three miles in, three miles out, day in and day out, that's six miles round trip, I will spike camp on these elk near a water source. And so I have my spike camp bag ready to deploy at any time. It's pre-packed, ready to go. All I have to do is grab it. There are times where I take it in and bump the elk and then I just pack it out. And then there's other times where I get into a rut fest and I camp nearby and I'm first on those public land elk. And that is a game changer. That tip brought to you by Vortex Optics. Again, discount code Elkshape takes 20% off Vortex Wear. I also have a link in the show notes for 10% off optics at eurooptic.com. Check that out if you're in the market for a rangefinder from Vortex or Spotting Scope or Binos. I recommend the UHDs, by the way. Onyx Hunt Elite membership that includes access to Hunting Full for their consulting and their digital magazine, as well as draw odds from top rut. Hunt Reminder so you don't miss any draw deadlines. And you get a little bit of access to my baby, the Elk Collective. So enter the discount code ELKSHAPE takes 20% off the Elite membership. And I'm here to tell you right now, there's going to be a bunch more mapping companies coming out. They're all going to be eight to 10 years behind Onyx. So I can't afford for my app to have bugs in the backcountry. Onyx is robust. Download your maps ahead of time. After you're done e-scouting, it'll sync. It'll be good to go and you can rely on it. Trust me. MagView discount code ELKSHAPE10 takes 10% off. This will replace your phone scope case. This will also protect your spotting scope and your binos. Check it out today. Link in the show notes. Again, that's ELKSHAPE10, 10% off. Wilderness Athlete discount code ELKSHAPE22. Get your Hydrate Recovered Trail Packs, your energy and focus, your greens. The discount code is a one-time use only, so load up. Kufaru International, huge partner of ours. Jake and I are both running the Hoodlum this year. That's kind of our main go-to pack for elk hunting just because it can handle large loads. And hopefully, we are packing out large loads back to the truck to secure meat for the year. Crispy USA, Crispy Hunting Boots. I'm going to be rocking the Colorados, the new ones, and the Laponia 2s. That's going to be my one-two punch for elk hunting. What are you wearing? Let me know. Reach out. Let me know what pack, what boots you're going to be running for this year. And if you have any questions, reach out to me. I'll try to answer them. Black Rifle Coffee Company discount code ELKSHAPE takes 15% off. Look at Coffee of the Club membership. Get the coffee shipped to your door. Decide when it arrives. Decide which coffees. Make sure you include the flying elk roast. That's my fave. Black Ovis discount code ELKSHAPE takes 10% off. They have a ton of SKUs, free shipping, and great customer service. So check them out. Cheap Feet for your feet discount code ELKSHAPE takes 10% off. Those are a game changer. I thought it was all fluff and like propaganda until I actually finally tried them out and now i have two pairs and i put them in every boots including my workout shoes and it's really everything starts from the ground up fatty meat sticks we're going to be using those this year elk season they're all grass fed there's only one gram of sugar it's gluten free there's no nitrates added it's super clean fuel and i mean protein's hard to come by when you're elk hunting so check them out link in the show notes will take 10 percent off if you use that link last but not least elk shape camps 2023 pre-sale is going on now we have five locations to choose from and this is your best price and all the prices go up to September 1. I know it's way early, but we like to get these things sold out right away so we can start planning and executing to elevate and change your life for the better. Find your weaknesses, make them your strengths, and help produce more consistent elk hunting success as well as personal development. Guys, you got a lot of options when it comes to podcasts. Thanks for choosing ours. Separation is in the preparation. We'll catch you on the next one.